Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. That's right. Father's Day weekend. Time to stock up. Make sure you get a great gift card for Dad. Or you can just go out and get him the best of imports, domestics, and microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is unquestionably second to none. Love the dills, love the barrels. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in beautiful downtown Hummel's Wharf. In Hummel's Wharf, they truly believe that the suit could be king. Great to have you with us. Sean, great. Happy Friday to you. You too, sir. We got Matt, Matt Catrillo with us as well, hanging out for the next hour. Oh, boy, the new voice of Shikolimi football. Oh, they haven't announced that yet. <laughs> How are you, Steve? We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> Matt, great to hear you. Uh, Sean and I wrote letters of recommendation. I know that. <laughs> I, I, I always appreciate the, the loving support from you guys. We got your back. And that's really what Absolutely. Come on. Just, just as they said, what's your goal? Improve the product. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it's what we do, brother. It's what we do. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we have going on today? Oh, let's see. My brother's on the show today in the final half hour. So, Matt, you'll get that treat. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what plan? Now, uh, was it Keith Mall? Wrote, yeah, Keith is a big fan of our Steve Jones Show Facebook page. And not only that, he wrote some nice things about my brother uh, and about him doing the Pick'em segment and things like that. I, I want to let Keith know how much I really appreciated that. Uh, let's see. U.S. Open Golf Championship going on. I just got off the phone literally with Mr. Ham here, so we're in organizational mode. So... <laughs> A couple of items we need to take care of. A favor I needed from him and a favor he needed from me. Uh, right? uh, then the suit asked a favor. Uh, and I told him that was in favor of Catrillo. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Sean's over there like, I can't believe where this show goes. <laughs> no, oh, I'll, I'll be God. honest with you. What I couldn't believe last night, I was doing some stuff for 94KX last night. I was doing a broadcast in Lewisburg, so I kept keeping yeah. tabs on the Phillies game. Who would have thought Chris Sale giving up only one run, four hits, and striking out yeah. 10, gets an extra base hit of his own, and they lose one nothing. Who'd have thought? Lost. Did not expect well, that. He pitched well last night, didn't he? Sure did. The kid, the, the kid pitched a great game. It's the best game he's pitched with the Phillies. 
I mean, I watched the game last night. I was really impressed. And you know what really impressed me, because I've watched him pitch before, is that he didn't nibble. Sometimes when you fall behind, sometimes when you fall behind, you nibble. And he didn't do that. Now, I mean, even when he fell behind in the count, he didn't do that. Now, admittedly, on the run the Phillies score, they cheated. But, I mean, that's just a div- – no. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> that's just the Red Sox fan of me coming out. <laughs> so that's uh, – yeah. That's what we got coming up. Uh, so the Phillies won. They snapped the losing streak. And uh, let's see if they can then start building. We go back to the movie Major League, where the manager of the team says, you win a game, then you win another game, and then you win another game, and that's when they call it a winning streak. (laughs) So uh, that's what we got. U.S. Open Golf Championship taking place at Aaron Hill's. Let's get everybody up to date on the leaderboard. Uh, let's see. Paul Casey, the leader, at seven under par. Now, here's the interesting. You want to know the interesting thing about Paul Casey's round? He's seven under par for the tournament. He ended up shooting a one under par 71 today. That included a triple bogey. A triple. <laughs> And he still shot. He still shot one under par. After he tr- he had it, he, he no. Don't tell him I said hi. I will. I told him. Yeah. <laughs> I he bogeyed twelve. He tripled fourteen. He bogeyed fifteen. You want to know how he responded? Now he played. By the way, the back nine first. He then birdied seventeen, eighteen, one, two, and three. Birdied five holes in a row. Now he's tied with Ricky Fowler, but Ricky Fowler's only played one hole in the day. So he's tied with Ricky Fowler at 7 under par. Sue Kim is at 5 under for the tournament, shot 70. Cameron Champ of the U.S., uh, 69. He's at uh, 5 under for the tournament. Uh, let's see. Uh, Xander Schaffelli is at 5 under par, but he's 1 over today, playing the 18th hole. Brian Harmon, 5 under as well. Uh, Brooks Kepka's at five under par, but he's he's in the group with Fowler. He's only played one hole. Brandon Steele, Mark Leishman, Harris English, Bill Haas, Charlie Hoffman, Tommy Fleetwood, Patrick Reed, and Kevin Hurrell at four under par. One name didn't seem to fit there. Sergio is at three under par. J.B. Holmes at three under. Let's see with Justin Thomas at three under. Uh, Ernie Els has not teed off yet. Cabrera is not. Let's see. It's the group at one over par. Let's see. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find. Let's see. Stricker is at one over the Wisconsin guy. Keimer. Keimer. Keimer tees off at 320 with uh, Jason Day and uh, Jordan Spieth. All right. Rory McIlroy really having a oh, tough time. Yeah, Rory's having Rory's having a tough time, and he's the one that said, "Oh, you know, look what they did to the course and with the with cutting back the rough." He thought it made it easier. Uh, not so, not so. But that's what we have so far 
at the uh, U.S. Open at Aaron Hills. It's going to be interesting if if the U.S. Open ends up going back to some of these places. I mean, we already know that they're already going back, you know, to Oakmont in 2025. Right? I mean, Oakmont's there like every eight or nine years. It's there, right? Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if they go back to Chambers Bay, if they go back to Aaron Hills. I mean, next year they're at Shinnecock. They'll always go back to Shinnecock. A lot of people are kind of wondering if they'd really, the USGA would get a lot of, well, find out Monday if they get a lot of grief to see how the whole tournament you know, goes performance-wise, but there's pretty much, it's out in the middle of nowhere, and I hear that they're taking, you know, people that want to go to it, they're actually, they have to park in, like, where farms are at, and they're actually getting shuttled to the course. Yeah, but you know what? I was talking to two guys yesterday, three guys yesterday, that uh, cover the U.S. Open that will go to Shinnecock. I was talking, it was Rich Scarcella, it was uh, uh, Mark Wogenrich and Joe Giuliano. And I was talking with them. As I, was, I said, look, I, I'm thinking about going to Shinnecock next year. And they were talking about, you know, the hotels you stay in, how far away you have to park, things like that. So it's not easy there, and that's one that's in the rotation. Uh, and supposedly yesterday, the USGA is pretty pleased with how everything went. And they've, they're pleased with the course in terms of there's no controversy. No, that's fine. But right now they they own the sports landscape of the moment, along with baseball. Hey, no no NBA playoffs, no uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. That's all done. You know, baseball, the U.S. Open, and that's that's what we have right now. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Then we're counting down, of course, to. Uh, what do we got? Seventy-two days? Is it seventy? Uh, no. What would today? Seventy days to the start of the high school football season. We got ten weeks, right? Seventy days. It's unbelievable. You think about it. Ten weeks from tonight. Ten weeks from tonight, and then <laughs> Penn State football season starts in seventy-eight days. How about that? It's amazing. Think about how quickly it goes. It really goes quickly. It's the time of the year we get to kick back. I mean, Sean right now has his feet up on the desk. It's in room. Of course, he's sitting in <clears throat> Lawrence's chair. Yes, we are. <clears throat> Put your feet down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. What do, you, what do you think? You're at home? <laughs> uh, Matt's sitting in the room going, this is how the show goes? Yeah. Really? <laughs> So I do this here. I can't do it at home. Not allowed at home. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb won't let me do this at home. No, no way. No, no. Lawrence is like, hey, whatever you want. You know? <laughs> yeah, in fact, use McGranny as chair as a hazard. All right. So <laughs> I'm not that we'll tall. <laughs> today, yeah, that's right. We'll come back with uh, more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sudbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. True refreshment can come in many forms. But it can only be found in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the Pickle Bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. 
Get true refreshment all in one place. The Beverage Supermarket. Brewers Outlet in Sunbury. Welcome. Great to have you with us. As usual, we're having more fun than people should be allowed to. Here on the show today, having a blast. We'll talk to uh, Penn State baseball coach Rob Cooper in the next half hour. And then my brother, by the way, will be here to uh, regale us with all sorts of interesting items. Coming up in the final half hour of the show. Now, it should be pointed out that my brother and Sean really bonded Saturday at the wedding. We did. Awesome time. Seems to like, well, it seems like you better than me. Huh? <laughs> A little worried. <laughs> Just joking. Am I? Are you? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Megan Beard has now liked our Steve Jones Show fan page. Like, Gee, like I wonder who she might be. <laughs> Yes, she had time to kill on the plane. Exactly. <laughs> the Wi-Fi works on the plane. <laughs> right. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Uh, whoops, don't want to do that. Um, yeah. She, when you fly from Washington to Tokyo, Ooh. you have time. Lots of time. Ah. Other than that, <laughs> I won't see her for six months, except on FaceTime. Um, FaceTime's going to become a very valuable part of my life. <laughs> As you can see, I'm very close to my kids, so, you know. FaceTime is really cool. I haven't used it all that much, but it is just really cool. Just the uh, the, the clarity of the screen and and the audio between the two of you. It's, it's just really cool. Yeah, no, it, well, it is. As long as it keeps me in touch, it's going to bring you. Uh, yeah, even though it's, you know halfway around the world, uh, you'll be you'll be closer. Just as close. Right. Uh, uh, that is key. Which is you know because I'm um, you know we're going to do a little family vacation this year. Well, everybody's going to be able to go except her. You know so. You know, that's you know, that's why I'm I'm like I want to have family around Christmas. I want family there. It's, you know. By the way, uh, the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame uh, announced that former Lady Lion basketball coach Rini Portland is part of their 2017 class, and of course, she was part of the three consecutive AIAW national championship teams at Immaculata. And then coached the Lady Lions for, I don't know, a 20, I want to say 26, 27 seasons, something like that. Brought them to the Final Four in 2000. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that is, uh, so congratulations to her. 
I believe her and John, I think, I want to say they now live in the Poconos, I believe. So, but congratulations to her. That's my neck of the woods. I say maybe not far from where you grew up, Maddie. That's right. There you go. Wow, Rainy Portland and the new voice of Shikolami football. <laughs> Am I saying something out of turn here? I <laughs> It's not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a uh, college world series, by the way. Cal State Fullerton, Oregon State, Florida State, and LSU, uh, by the way, playing in the college world series in Omaha. Uh, we've had Kevin Kugler on the show many times. Kevin lives in Omaha, and they do a great job of hosting the college world series. They've gone from the old ballpark, Rosenblatt, to the new ballpark, TD Ameritrade. Really, really nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lonzo Ball is now starting to mull, talking to other teams other than the Lakers. Uh, it is alleged, and we don't know if it's true, but it is alleged that he was not exactly in the best of shape in his two workouts for the Lakers. Hmm. I find that interesting. Hey, these are job interviews you're doing. I mean, that's the bottom line. You, this is a job interview that you're doing, and you've got to be able to go in there and, you know, best foot forward. Uh, let's see, uh, college football. Not a lot of news in college football right now. Now, this is obviously one of the slower times of the year. That's why they're doing uniform reveals and things like that, like Penn State did yesterday which was good. Now, I mentioned the Rick Pitino thing yesterday. We talked extensively about that in the five-game suspension. I just found it was interesting that he got five games and others in that spot okay, ended up um, getting nine. Is there a message in there? I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's what we don't know. Man, we're, I mean, do you realize that the 29 practices, they have a couple of odd days built in. It's got to be what the right at the end of July, Penn State starts training camp. It's amazing how early it is. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be really, really interesting. No two-a-days, but you know what? It's funny about the two-a-days. Uh, let's get into that for a second. The two-a-days... No more two-a-days. Well, Penn State could not do two-a-days while the players are in class. And the summer session runs until mm, about the end of the second week of August. Then there's one week off, and then they start fall semester. Well, that's when they would have two-a-days. And I, it just never... Two-a-days has been out of vogue for years and years and years. There really was no need to legislate it. None. Yesterday, James Franklin was talking about the fact that he said when he was at East Strasburg, they did three days. Next half hour, talk a little baseball. Rob Cooper, Sal Biasi, Penn State drafted by the Kansas City Royals in round 11. 
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Have you noticed how much better Sean's performance is today? I think it's the chair. He is sitting in the Mark Lawrence power chair today. Even Matt Catrillo, who's not awed by anything, somewhat taken aback at Sean's presence today. I think it's the chair. I did notice a little pep in his step today. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's focused. Matt's focused. He's ready to go. Well, I mean, he's the only one I'm relying on today. (laughs) (laughs) After that, you know, really. Did I retitle? Whatever I get out out of you is a bonus. (laughs) Did I retitle Casual Dress Friday to Mail It In Friday? Is that what you're insinuating there? (laughs) While I didn't say it, (laughs) I would like to point out I wish I had. I was thinking about after I got these Brewers Outlet specials, I actually was, yeah. They, you remember Zima? Remember the beverage yeah, Zima? Yeah, sure I do. Yeah, Zima, Zima is now back a li- for a limited time. Zima is back. It's like reliving the 90s all over again. that? Wow. Brewers Outlet now has Zima. It's back. There are also, there are also some other beverages there. Uh, that will allow you to forget the 90s. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to uh, that. And by the way, Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anyway. You talk about the specials, Zima. It's also a great time to get Dad, for Father's Day, a gift card. You know, so Dad can use it to get... Water, soft drinks, snacks, wine coolers. Uh, they roast their peanuts fresh and out every day, and the pickle bar is indeed second to none with the pickle bar featuring barrels and dills. In fact, uh, Sean picked up some for my brother and myself. Um, my brother confiscated all of them. We'll find, out, we'll find out in an hour if there are any left. No, he ate them. <laughs> They're gone. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Time now for this day in sports history. In 1883, the New York baseball giants admitted all ladies for free to the ballpark. It was the first ever Ladies' Day. 1938, Jimmy Fox, then playing with the Red Sox, set a major league record when he walked six times in one game. 1951, Ben Hogan won the U.S. Open for a second consecutive year. 1970, Brian Piccolo of the Bears died of cancer on this date. 1975, under the forever category of why, the Milwaukee Bucks traded Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to the L.A. Lakers. Why? <laughs> I remember when it happened. That was my first question. What was I? 17 at the time? I was like, why? Why did they do that for? That made no sense. That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 1981, the Chicago Tribune purchased the Cubs from the P.K. Wrigley Chewing Gun Company for $20.5 million. 
1991, Otis Nixon, then of the Montreal Expos, broke a major league record with six stolen bases in one game. 1993, Michael Jordan of the Bulls scored 55 points in the NBA Finals against the Phoenix Suns. He became the first player to score 50 points in a Finals game since Jerry West in 1969. 2005, the NHL Board of Governors approved the sale of the Disney-owned Mighty Ducks of Anaheim to Henry and Susan Samuli. They probably then changed the name to the Anaheim Ducks. They just didn't want people to think that Emilio Estevez really was coaching the team. Don't want that. And that is this date in sports history. I keep going doing these this date in sports history. You know what I never notice? I never notice that they put down when the soup bowl the two ninety nine. <laughs> he's still he's still bitter about that. No, I wouldn't be. I mean, I bowled two ninety nine. What the what the what was the difference? I mean, it took me three strings, but I got there. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> and I guess what there's in a gym, there's a banner. From what I was told, yes. I believe Dave Ritchie has mentioned that a couple times. Oh boy, I think sh- yeah, more than once. <laughs> show about the about the banner. One pin away, and that could have been a holiday in Espy. That could have been an official holiday. The day that happened. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's take a moment to talk a little baseball here with Penn State baseball coach Rob Cooper. Coop, welcome back. It is great to have you with us on the show. Steve, what's going on, man? How are you? If I knew, I would tell you. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. Great to hear you, Coop. How's everything? Things are good. I'm actually uh, in the Maryland area recruiting right now, trying to find some Nittany Lions and and get to kill two birds with one stone because my son's playing in the same tournament, so I get to watch him a little bit. So it's good stuff. Maybe you get to find the next Sal Biasi who was drafted. I usually look at the first dozen rounds where I say, you know what, first dozen rounds, you get in that area, you've done pretty well. He was an 11th round pick, Sal, was of Kansas City. What did it mean, obviously, to him, and also what does it mean to the program? Well, I mean, first and foremost, we're extremely proud of him and happy for him. I mean, anybody who, you know, plays baseball, has dreams and aspirations of hearing their name called, and he's that but, you know, now he's got a chance to go play professional baseball and chase his goal of, of being a big leaguer. And, you know, Sal came in here uh, and worked his tail off, went from an undrafted guy and, and worked his tail off and really um, made himself a heck of a, a draft pick. And, you know, I think he's a guy that, you know, the Royals have always had hard-throwing guys. You know, a couple of years ago they made that run through the World Series with right. those one-inning guys. And I think Sal can be that type of guy. But I think there's a little trivia, too, that you, I don't know if you know this. You'll definitely know the name. But the guy that drafted him is Steve Farr, former Penn yep. Stater. So yep, who was that? We're, yep. every, we're definitely everywhere, you know? Former Penn State pitcher, went to the Texas Rangers, was with them, pitched in the major leagues with the Rangers, along with a couple of other teams. But, yeah, Steve Farr is a name that uh, is steeped in uh, Penn State lore. For sure. All right. Uh, now, you talk about you know the organization he gets with. 
That's a great organization. They develop young players really, really well in that organization, don't they? They really do. And, and I, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, guys, scouting directors, organizations will take a different, a different approach in the draft, you know, and, you know, maybe around that round, they'll start maybe reaching for some guys. And the Royals, they're very smart. I mean, they, they, they pick guys in those rounds in any round, really, that they think has a chance to get to the big leagues. But, you know, again, I think he's a guy because of the way they use their bullpen. I think he's a guy because of his velocity and the slider. They'll put him in the bullpen, and as long as he throws strikes, he's got a chance to move pretty quickly in that organization. Now, once okay, once uh, guys are drafted, we get to this time of the year, and this is something I experience in watching the New York Penn League. The College World Series, quote, gets in the way because guys are drafted, but they're still playing. Give me, in your opinion, the level of talent we're watching. We're going to watch in the College World Series. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I think with, with a lot of these programs, especially this year, you have a lot of the blue bloods in the in the you know the College World Series, and so you're going to have some top of the end type you know uh, teams and and arms and and frontline pitching staff. So I think you're going to see some arms on the mound that would be equivalent to the New York Penn League, uh, but then you're also going to see some guys that are not as polished yet, and so. You know, I think it's kind of you're not you're not really looking at to say the College World Series is the equivalent of you know high A ball or low A. I think it now I think you can't really put a uh, a true measurement on it. However, there are going to be some guys in there that you're going to see. You know, the, the kid Scotty Hirsch for Cal State Fullerton was yeah. uh, picked by the Cardinals. Well, I I was lucky enough to coach Scotty on the USA team, and he'll probably be here in State College. Uh, the guy that. We'll be playing in the College World Series, and people will probably be seeing here in State College pretty soon. Um, you know, Adam Hazley, who was drafted first overall all by the Phillies, same thing. He's a kid that I coached on the USA team and and uh, will probably be sent to Williamsport. So another guy that, you know, people around here will be getting the chance to see pretty soon. Uh, for you now, this time of the year, right, you can offer a lot of things. You have, you have a young team in many, many ways. Uh, what are some things that you know you that you want to, when you talk to them that you want to offer that Penn State baseball can bring to the table for them? Well, I mean, obviously a world class education first and foremost. You know, they're going to be set up when their playing days are over. They're going to have a, a degree in their back pocket that's going to allow them to to uh, to do some great things. And then, um, you know, I think you have an opportunity to come in and, and make an impact. I think you know uh, an example of Sal Biazzi coming in as an undrafted guy that was really in his sophomore and junior year of high school was probably more of a basketball prospect than a, you know, than, than a baseball prospect. And, you know, it shows that, you know, you can come to Penn state, you can, you've got great facilities and coaches that are going to be commit to, to developing you as a player. And, and you can play in a great baseball conference that had five teams go to the NCAA tournament. So there's a, there's a lot of great things to sell about Penn state and uh, definitely excited about uh, the hire of, of Josh Newman or, our, our pitching coach, our yeah. new pitching coach that we just hired. And so there's some great things going on for sure. When you hire a guy like Josh Newman that has a major league background, what does that do for the program? And what also what does that do for the confidence in the player being taught by him? Well, I think the thing about Josh that really will stand out is, one, he, 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 he does an unbelievable job of connecting with players. Uh, but, two, you know, he played in the, in the Big Ten at, at Ohio State, won, won a Big Ten championship, so he, a couple of them knows what it takes to do that. But he's a guy that was drafted after his junior year, decided to go back to, to Ohio State, 
signed after his senior year and still made it to the big league. And so it shows, you know, that it doesn't matter if you're a first-round pick or a senior sign that you can get there. And so he he knows the, the, the route and he's traveled the road that these guys want to go. So I think he's going to bring a lot to the table in recruiting, developing the pitchers. But, uh, but his experience and his ability to connect with our players is going to be, uh, I think, what separates him. In the hire, what did it mean to have that kind of background? It has to be somebody who meshes with what you want to do, so that's a given. So then what did the addition of his background then mean to what you want to do moving forward? Yeah, I think you said it perfect. I mean, I think, you know, you know, Josh is a guy that really wanted to be a part of this program and what we're building and, and the culture here. Uh, and then, you know, when you started really talking to him and what he believes in and connecting with a student-athlete, keeping the student athlete at the forefront of the development uh you know that was big and then again when you're recruiting a pitcher and you can you can tell a parent and, and, a, and a young man hey you're gonna come get a world-class education but you're also gonna be coached by somebody who's pitching the big leagues and this is what he can do and this is some of the guys that he you know he's developed when he was at marshall he developed a guy named jd hammer who just made uh one of the a ball all-star teams and he just hit 100 miles an hour the other day so yeah. you know i mean this guy's got a proven track record of developing pitchers uh, i i've got to ask you about a couple things with the majors at the moment uh because yeah. because things trickle down sometimes uh automatic walk on intentional walk because like, the, the bottom line is it's not that major league baseball is trying to knock down the time of games what they're trying to do is to get a quote better pace of play uh, so in the games you watch before I get to the intentional walk, in the games that you watch, do you think they're achieving the goal of a better pace of play? Well, I mean, there's like one intentional walk a week, so not. Yeah. I mean, not really. I, I I understand what they're trying to do, but if they want to really uh, upgrade the pace of play, first thing they need to do is is they need to cut the commercial times in the World Series and the playoffs when people are really excited about baseball, so that people don't get turned off by it. You know, when you're watching. In the postseason, when you're watching guys deal the way they are, and the game's taking three and a half hours, and the score's two to one, right. that's there's nothing you can do except for just sit and wait because they're doing it because of TV. So, you know, I, I uh, you know, I think they need to figure out some things like soccer does, where the you know the advertising is right there in your face more often, so that you can take less. You know, you can do less uh, actual breakaway commercials, you know, or do picture in picture or something like that. But, you know, again, I think, you know, you and I have talked about this. I think if baseball really wants to, to capture the young athlete again, I, you know, I mean, I understand TV, I understand marketing, but when you have a World Series game finishing at 2 a.m., there's a yeah. problem. Yeah, no, there is. Because hey, how are you going to get a young person engaged in the game if the game is going that late? Exactly, I mean, and, and you're and you're not. You know, I, re- I realize you. You know, you let your kids go to get bed at one a.m. I got that, but I mean, not every parent does it that way, Coop. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I got I got to argue with the wife a little bit. And she usually wins, but you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. She usually wins. Oh no, 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 no. There, no, it's not usually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Father's Day's week. Father's Day weekend is coming up, Coop. They always win. <laughs> not usually. They, they, they do. And even on Father's Day, we break even. It's not even, I don't even win. So, Coop, it's always a pleasure. Enjoy your trip down there. Hope uh, hope your son does well and hope uh, everything goes well for you. Well, I appreciate it, Steve. Thanks a lot, buddy. Rob Cooper, Penn State baseball coach, discussing the draft. 
By the way, the New York Penn League season starts on Monday night. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Pete Rose is going to go into the Phillies Hall of Fame, but he will not be going into the Major League Baseball, the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, it turns out that uh, Jeff Idelson told outside the lines on Thursday that in December the Hall's Board of Directors decided to uphold its rule that has effectively prevented consideration of Pete Rose for induction. Uh, they did talk about it. They, they claim extensively a vote was taken in which the board ratified the resolution that was passed back on February 4, 1991, known today as Rule 3E in the Baseball Writers Association of America's election rules. As such, anyone deemed permanently ineligible by Major League Baseball, including Pete Rose, may not be considered for election to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, the L.A. Times actually reported it first in advance of the Dodgers series with Cincinnati this weekend, during which the Reds are to unveil a statue honoring Pete Rose on Saturday. The board's meeting on a conference call was prompted, said Idelson, by a letter from Rose's attorney seeking reconsideration. Rose, when he was the manager of the Reds, of course, we all know the story, was placed on the ineligible list by Commissioner Bart Giamatti after Rose signed an agreement with Major League Baseball accepting a lifetime ban. The investigation led by John Dowd found that Rose bet on baseball. Ninety-seven, Rose sought reinstatement to the game by Commissioner Bud Selig, who never did act on the petition. He tried again with Selig's successor, Rob Manfred, who denied the request in December 2015. When Manfred ruled, he said the eligibility of Rose, now 76 for the Hall of Fame, was a matter beyond his responsibility or authority. The considerations are different than decisions on who should be allowed to work in baseball and that any debate must take place in a different forum. So, he's a lightning rod. Uh, anytime you bring his name up, he brings with it instant reaction, pro and con. Pro and con. 
now he'll be they'll get the statue from in Cincinnati this weekend. Then what weekend is Rose going to the Philadelphia Phillies Hall? I thought it was the second weekend. Is it the Matt, is it the second weekend of August? I think I it's usually first or second weekend in August. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be honored then. I'm telling you, he's going to get a thunderous ovation in Cincinnati. He's going to get a thunderous uh, ovation in Philadelphia. Among the fans, Pete Rose is not an unpopular player. Among the hierarchy, he is. All right, second hour of the show coming up, including my brother. We have no idea where the show goes after that. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. 